Support comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies. Held on select Fridays in May, each film touches upon artist Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, kicking off with Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro on May 10th at NortonSimon.org. You have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from Alleist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes, too, when you donate now at laist.com slash sweeps. Laist Studios. Today on the LA Report. 30 years later, we remember the destructive Northridge earthquake and what's changed since then. Plus, how the Queen Mary turned to profit after years of debt and despair. And six community college students from Glendale are headed to Utah for the Sundance Film Festival. Definitely as a mother, I don't often leave my family. So I'm actually like really looking forward to an opportunity to do some exploring on my own. Good morning. It's Wednesday, January 17th. I'm Sharon McNary in for Suzanne Watley, and you're listening to the L.A. Report from LAist 89.3. It's been three decades since the Northridge earthquake struck Los Angeles, and we wanted to know how things have gotten better on the quake front since then. So we asked LAist science reporter Jacob Margolis to look into it. When the Northridge earthquake hit, we didn't know the magnitude or where the worst shaking had happened for some time, leaving everyone feeling helpless. Since then, our seismic network has been overhauled, with sensors put all across California. We now know about the location and intensity of quakes, sometimes within seconds. And then there's the shake alert system, which can see a quake happening and send alerts to people in places like LA faster than the shaking can get to them, giving them critical seconds to drop cover, and hold on. For LAist 89.3, I'm Jacob Margolis. It's been 30 years since the Northridge earthquake, and we've been asking the scientific community what lessons they learned. USGS physicist Susan Huff says Northridge showed us we need to improve our earthquake monitoring network. In 1994, it was a struggle to locate the epicenter of, of the earthquake. That experience directly spurred major improvements and changes in earthquake monitoring to not just say where an earthquake happened, but what was the shaking? That's what people need to know. That's what emergency responders need to know. Now, because of our large seismic network, we can get information on a quake in less than a minute. But the other big tool that's changed things is, did you feel it? Where people like you and I can tell the USGS about the shaking we experienced. Data that can go a long way in helping scientists better understand earthquake country. And staying with earthquake news, it's been 50 years since the disaster drama film Earthquake was released. It depicts residents in Los Angeles trying to survive and cope in the aftermath of a 9.9 magnitude quake. K.J. Relf Miller is the director of film programs at the Academy of Motion Pictures Museum, where the movie was screened this month. She says while the quake in the movie may be over-exaggerated... But for those of us who lived through the, the Northridge earthquake, it doesn't feel too far off from what we experienced in our in our life. So um, I think that these films can be considered, yes, a source of entertainment, but they're also they can also be a grounding force. And so I think preparedness is key. 
The screening is part of the museum's month-long series called Natural Disasters on Film. Happening today, Caltrans is opening an informational exhibit to the public that features photographs, historical documents, and newspaper clippings about the Northridge earthquake. It opens at 11 this morning, and it will remain open for the next four weeks at the department's District 7 headquarters on South Main Street in downtown L.A. Coming up, why some local residents are heading for Utah next week. Support for LAS comes from Latino Theater Company at the Los Angeles Theater Center, presenting the world premiere of Mix Mix, The Filipino Adventures of a German-Jewish Boy by Boney B. Alvarez. Inspired by true events from the life of Ralph Price, after escaping Nazi Germany, a newfound tropical refuge in the Philippines is upended when Japan invades the islands. On stage through June 16th, tickets and information at latinotheaterco.org. Support for LAS comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies, held on select Fridays in May. Each film touches upon Spanish artist Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, including Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro and The Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie by Luis Buñuel. Screenings are at 4.30 p.m. on four consecutive Fridays starting May 10th. More information at nortonsimon.org. Back now to the L.A. Report. Sundance Film Festival begins tomorrow. It's a huge event for the film industry and also for six Glendale Community College students who will go there. Elias Julia Barajas has more on these emergent filmmakers. Sundance is the largest independent film festival in the country. It features world premieres, screenings in every genre, and a chance to meet producers and directors. Candy Joel Dahlstrom is a mother of two and part of this year's cohort. Definitely as a mother, I don't often leave my family and go on like solo vacations. So I'm actually like really looking forward to an opportunity to do some exploring on my own. Thanks to a grant secured by Glendale's Media Arts Department, the students won't have to pay for their flights, lodging, or programming. Covering community colleges, I'm Julia Barajas. After years of neglect, headaches, and major debt, the Queen Mary in Long Beach turned a profit in 2023. The city took over the Ocean Liner in 2021 and reopened it last year. The Queen Mary is now hosting special events, concerts, and operating as a hotel again. Brian Chavez with Long Beach's Historical Society says the Queen Mary's enchantment began with its arrival in 1967. The news reports of the day when it arrived basically said that the celebration of the Queen Mary's arrival wasn't equal to that of the end of World War II. The work isn't done yet. Last week, Long Beach Mayor Rex Richardson announced plans for a temporary amphitheater in the adjacent parking lot, one that can hold up to 10,000 concertgoers. It's expected to be completed in 2025. We have low clouds and fog this morning around the L.A. area. It'll stay mostly cloudy through the day, warming to the low 60s. And tomorrow should be similar and a bit warmer, about 70. Then we have rain coming in late Friday. Saturday morning has some clearing, but then the forecast has rain likely Saturday afternoon through Monday. Thanks for listening to the L.A. Report. I'm Sharon McNary, in for Suzanne Watley. Be sure to listen again tomorrow morning when we bring you the L.A. Report, the AM edition. 
The LA Report is hosted by me and produced by Tyler Wayne. Megan Garvey is the executive editor. Catherine Mailhouse is our director of content development. Our engineer is Federico Rodriguez. Original music by Scott Kelly. You can read more about our stories at LAist.com. You can also listen live anytime on the LAist app or on the radio at 89.3 FM. Listeners like you help make the LA Report possible, so please donate at LAist.com slash join. This podcast is supported by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe quality journalism makes Southern California a better place to live. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps.